What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining us on the panel tonight are... Danny Murray. Roger May. Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matthew Joseph Lubick. Why do you have these middle names? Just because. Because I didn't Got to change it, it up. Got to change it up. <laughs> Say hi, Matt. I didn't know hi, it was Matt. Joseph. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we are a review slash spoilery podcast, so we're going to ruin the endings of something. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on how I feel. If it's Life. not a comic, yeah. we're going to ruin something yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> I'll ruin something else. Yep. Or Johnny will. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, we'll play uh, some trivia. We'll review a graphic novel. We'll let you know what the big books that are coming out next week are, or what we think the big books are. Uh, so without further ado, Danny. Yeah. Okay. Tell so us about our DC book this week. Our DC book comes are we gonna, are we from. Gonna, are we going to skip news this week? Oh, oh, is news Wait, first? That's now? right. I'm sorry. I'm uh, I'm completely <laughs> on the old format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny, yes. I know. Flashback Friday. Yeah, flashback Friday. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Sorry. A uh, lot of Marvel news. C two E two just started. What today? Yeah, I think. Um, on the heels yeah. of WonderCon. Oh, yesterday. yesterday. Wait, hold right. on. There's a there's an ad in Brimstone for it. Well, <laughs> while you check up on that. I um, will. Not sure yeah, that. DC had a lot of its news drop at WonderCon, and now Marvel's having its news drop on uh, C2E2. The first piece of news is um, uh, Marvel's Fresh Start will introduce new trade dress and include dual numbering. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> dual uh, numbering? Legacy yeah. numbers don't mean a thing. No, they don't. So that means, well um, but only for certain books that have like the the number really high, they'll have both numbers, uh, like either number one and like a seven ninety nine or whatever. Uh, they They've done this before, right? How yeah, did that work out for them? They dropped it like three issues in. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they did that like when Superior Spider Man was going mm-hmm. on. Like that's Go- what it was. Goblin was Nation uh, had a number new number one. Um, but also like a thirty nine, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's today, uh, April sixth through the eighth. C two E two. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so they'll be getting a new trade dress, smaller UPC box, uh, dual n- numbering, and things like that. Um, besides that, let's see. Uh, Marvel's teasing uh, the extermination of the X Men Blue team, um, which is like the young X Men, yeah, the displaced time. Right, X-Men. right. Like I thought uh, they already went home. Nope. They tried, and the time stream wouldn't let them send them back. I'm going. Was that home. Battle for the Atom? <laughs> no. That was the end of uh, Bendis' run. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, that's something, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. They got to go back sometime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like with the returned Jean Grey, like, why do we really need anybody else? And, like, I think Scott's coming back. I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, after that is uh, Spidey. Um, after 800 is going back to the black suit. So uh, 801 and then Nick Spencer's number one. Right. Oh, kill me. We'll have the black suit. Not the symbiote, just the black suit. Yeah. Really? Not the symbiote? Yeah, not the so. symbiote. Yeah. Well, he just had the black suit in the 70s. Uh, 80s. 80s. Yeah, where it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't symbiote, it was just black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a dope t-shirt with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it wasn't made in the 80s though You and every other kid at Hot Topic <laughs> Hey, Hot Topic was dope When I was 12 I, I'm not judging, I'm just saying I still go get vinyls man. from there uh, The other piece of Marvel news that I have is um, With uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers uh, book um, Three more artists are joining uh, Ed McGuinness 
Uh, and Jason. <laughs> you mean replacing Ed McGinnis yeah, after, after his, his six issues? Probably. Yeah, three to six issues. So, no, three. <laughs> he only does three. He only so, does three now? He's dropped it down? Yeah. <laughs> so the three artists... I love Ed, but yeah. he doesn't stay on a book very long. Hey, man, McNiven. The three artists are Sarah uh, Pichelli, yep. uh, Paco Medina, and David Marquez. Oh, man, that's a great lineup of it artists. It kind of is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's Wait, isn't Pichelli doing something else? Uh, she's doing Fast Four. Fantastic Four. But she, her first August. right, her first oh. Avengers issue is issue number seven, and she's only going to have like an what arc are they on right and now? Then, you know, oh, change. That's kind of weird. Of what? They what? say issue seven, but what are they on One right now? One starts in May. One starts in May. Oh, right. Okay. Oh. Um, eight months. No, there's twice a month, I think. Paco Medina's good, too. He, yeah. he's they're going very... twice a month? Marvel's going to go twice a month now? For Avengers. Actually, they're right going now, Avengers um, weekly. Yeah. Uh, 18 issues in the year. Right. Jeez. So it's like every three weeks. Yeah. They just want to burn out their creative teams. I guess so. Uh, last bit of Marvel news that I have is um, with the end of Civil... No, not Civil War. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, Marvel has... <laughs> Say that again. Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Glenn Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's yes, I you may th- make this joke yeah, every time I say this you, title. You always say it like that. Anyway. I mean, how else do you say Spider-Man it? Spider-Man Okay. There's so a hyphen there, Johnny. Spider hyphen men. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, with the end of that uh, series, uh, they reintroduced the Ultimate Universe. Or did and they? Yeah. They're talking about bringing it back, reintroducing it. Did they? Mm. Yes, they did. What if? Did they? Yeah, they did. That was the last time I read Marvel. Right. Was the Ultimates. Spider-Man and X-Men. I love those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all the Marvel news, but I have one piece of Dark Horse news, which is uh, it's making some key titles uh, fully returnable uh, for retailers, which oh. is uh, some good news. We're uh, talking about the biggest piece of news this week is Spider-Man for PS4 release date. Come on. September 7th for that. Uh, I teasing cool. that title. For Insomniac did uh, what? Like, yeah. uh, but now they showed everything. In Sunset Disney. Overdrive? Is that yeah. Insomniac? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, Matt was showing me some of the... The video, yeah. Oh, the the video that was released. At oh my god! Yeah, what no, was that? The one that was released today and yesterday. Oh yeah. It seems like a Spider-Man game made for Spider-Man fans. Made yeah. just like Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two fans. from PlayStation yeah. Two. That oh, was the that best, was the best Spider-Man. one. Yeah. Oh good. The swinging and that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Back to all comics. right. Do we have any listener questions? Did you guys check? I, I have sh- one. You guys have some. You know, shaked up the format. Yeah. Do we, yeah, have, we have. Listen to the dear, show. Do you not listen? Wow. He has his own podcast. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a uh, question in from Christian DePaz. Cool. Um, <clears throat> he says, me. Batman's about to get married. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I think it's his 50, right? So it's is Colossus so and Kitty Pride. Yep. Um, <laughs> he wants to know, what other tragic deaths, a.k.a. marriages, <laughs> in comics, have I know right harsh? Wow. <laughs> uh, what what other uh, marriages in in comics have affected you or didn't care about? The one that I think affected me the most is the one that didn't happen between uh, Batwoman and her then current uh, her then girlfriend. Um, mm. Who was uh, that? Her was it Montoya? Yeah. No, no, no. It was. It was, was somebody else. She was with. It was during the New Fifty Two. Renee Montoya. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. And um, <laughs> D, uh, the DC. one that affected you the most. <laughs> <And> that really. <laughs> I know. Good job, Johnny. That really I can't tell a, you how much this no, influenced no, no, no. my life. Profound I impact. Name, I swear, I, I don't think it was Renee Montoya, but that's maybe I don't. I'm not. I'm misremembering. 
during the new Fifty Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought her name was H. something J. else. H. J. Williams or H. G. Williams. Right, right, yeah. right. I'm gonna Renee Montoya, bro. Because I don't think it was Renee Montoya. H. G. Wells, what? No. I bet you five dollars it's not Renee Montoya. I could swear it was Renee Montoya. No, not H. G. Williams. Oh. What's his name? The artist. H J no J no. H Williams. J H Williams. J H Williams. I don't know. But yeah, no, I was like H G. I was like H G Wells. Like, J H Williams the third. Thank you. I could yeah. not. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's been a long day. No, when you said I was thinking Wells too, I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like time machine. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Happening right now? Sorry, synapses weren't quite connecting yeah. on that. While Johnny's looking that up, I'd probably have to say. I mean, the only two that I, comes to my mind like right away is Lois and Clark and Pete and Mary. But Maggie Sawyer. Maggie Sawyer. Kate Kane to her fiance Maggie Sawyer, and DC didn't let that happen. And then the writers left, and it, they can't they canceled an amazing. Who book. are the writers on? Yeah, open up that laptop again. Well, Johnny, Williams, how did right? it affect you as much as you're claiming it did, Be- and you're like having to look up all this information? Because that book was amazing, and I was reading it, and it got canceled because the team left. How because- do you not know the information? Uh, J.H. Williams III and uh, W. Hayden Blackman. It's like the same exact thing when I get into an argument with my wife. <laughs> It, I, I feel Tread like carefully right I'm going to right right she doesn't listen this is being recorded but no no hey this is truth right it's truth I mean, I mean you get into arguments right it's kind of one of the things like well I don't remember what you said it's how you said it kind of thing like, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like I just remember how I left the conversation I don't I can't remember all the details but I remember walking away from that conversation just feeling like what is going on right now kind of a thing I think that's what Johnny's saying right now he was he, reading it, and he was like, what is going on? No, right it's now? like you don't remember all the details. You just remember how you felt walking away from it. Yeah, man. It was like one of the best New 52 books, and there weren't a lot of them. Uh, and some good eh, I don't know. Aquaman <laughs> and Batman, maybe? That's I about it. I love how much crap you talk about the New 52. Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman was good. Nah. Animal Man. Well, yeah. Swamp Thing. Animal Swamp Thing. Swamp At the very thing. beginning, there were some really Green good Lantern. ones. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Like, yeah. Beginning. Then we Then we had like... Talon and my, 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 you know. we're, we're getting like off that. topic. Anyway, Talon yeah. was actually uh, yeah, a good yeah, book. yeah. Anyways, off topic. There was but the uh, marriage. Sorry, Kate Kane and so yeah, like this book was one of my like only DC books that I really read besides Batman and Aquaman, and you know DC kind of ruined it for me. The only marriage I can remember recently was the North Star and his partner Kyle. Not astonishing X Men. Hmm. That was kind of a big deal because they were gay. So yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of a big deal. Did we bet five dollars? No, we didn't. Dang, didn't you didn't shake on it. But I mean, like Pete and Mary. But then that was like take back, yeah, take backsies, Mephesto <laughs> thing. Like that was garbage. And then Lois and Clark kind of a thing. Which I mean, they're still. I was more upset together you know, today that when they didn't leave them together when they did the whole like, oh, we were never together. You mean Mary and Pete? No, uh, Lowe's and Clark. Clark. Well, they did Through that. the new 52. New 52, 52 right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now they're back. Now they're back. Now, now they're back. Now it's good. Which is fine, but... I mean, I liked the, the Lois and Diana, or the um, the Clark and Diana stuff in the new 52. Yeah. It's not, as good as, it's not as good as what uh, Lois and Clark have been lately. On the... What, would you, what were you going to say, Roger? I was going to say... I was going to say, look, I, I think it's fine if the characters are married. There's still a lot of great storytelling that you can do as long as... Uh, I think the risk that they've always run into is they tell that, you know, oh, my loved ones are endangered because of what I do. I can't... I can't that's, that's so... That, that's so done. I, you know what other one that I liked that, that did it really well, though, was Mark Grayson and uh, Adam Eve. Oh. Yeah. When was that? Yeah. 
Dude, when they got married, they like stayed together. And it's all kind of, like Kirkman just worked in everyday family drama into a superhero oh. book. So it's like Superman. That sounds yeah. the title. That was pretty awesome. I, haven't read it. I was like, when was that? Yeah, I haven't read that. Oh, dude, it's pretty good. <laughs> no, I mean, but, she had a reg- leg ripped off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But on the topic of like the wedding, on the bat wedding, I know we, me and you, Raj, have talked about it. Like, I have no qualms with this. If it's done right, like Good. I, there's certain things that I would hope to see. Like Roger and I were actually trying to figure out who, what would their wedding party look like? Like who would come? Like who do the ceremony? Who would be the best man? Who'd give? You know, who'd if give? Clark's not the best man. I'm gonna be really upset. Well, here's the thing. We were saying either Clark or, or Dick. I know. Or Dick. Yeah. Damien would be nope. the the nope. ring bearer. Nope. And then Could we. Could you imagine? Here's just what Damien like. Here's what I was saying is that I want this moment, and if this moment's captured. I'd be fine. Like before, you know, Bruce goes up there, him, Dick, and Clark are in like the back room and, you know, you know, Bruce starts, you know, this is like eloquent speech. That's fine. But I want Alfred and Selena to have a moment. And I want Alfred to be all like, I have, I have like bared this weight for so long. It is your turn now. Kind of a thing. Of his burden of all this. Their wedding's not going to last. And I want Alfred to give Selena away. Matt, are you not a believer in love? No, it'll last what for is a love? while. <laughs> but once there's a relaunch or some type of crazy event shattering thing, it's not going to happen. They might not do I don't think they're going to do that. You think? I mean, they might go up to like the altar and then something might happen. But if they seal the deal, That's what I, mean. I, I think, think they'll, they'll stay for a while. I think they'll run, I think they'll run for, for a while. That's what I'm saying. It'll, it'll happen. But then like how long are they going to stay married? You know, a year? Until some... Year and a half? PETA thing happens with cats and she'll be like go crazy crazy, want to save a cat or something I don't know but I mean I'm excited about it but it's have to be done relatively carefully any other questions because I got one from Aaron shoot Uh, so Aaron says though it wasn't a great read after reading old man Logan secret oars I really want to read another Wolverine story I guess I never j- realized just how ruthless he could be oh, yeah. and all the blood and carnage I want it all do you have any bloody good recommendations uncanny just with Wolverine X-Force. X-Force, yeah. uncanny X-Force remender right? remender yeah yeah there's there's no better Wolverine book no better Deadpool book no better that. Archangel book Phantom X Psylocke from what time frame? Early 2010, 2010 yeah. 11, eight, nine, somewhere on there. Somewhere on there. It's right there. Well, yeah. My brother showed. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, yeah. all that stuff. So. Yeah. And it's remembered. Um, so you yeah. already. So you already know it's going to be good, Aaron. The Apocalypse Solution, the Dark Angel Saga. I mean, it's it's great. Yep. And. Yeah. Hmm. Wolverine basically leads a kill squad, a covert kill squad of mutants. And they all have so the black outfits. They all have the black and white <laughs> yeah. outfits, yeah. So uh, that would be a great recommendation. Um, there's another Wolverine story that I'm thinking of that I can't put my finger on. Have you read the Miller Old Man Logan? That's, I think no, that's what he just read, no? No, he, no, he, he, been, he read the Secret Wars Bendis one. I mean, obviously the, yeah. the McNiven one. Yeah. But yeah. That one's really bloody. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's that's I guess what I would recommend, Aaron. I uh, there was another one I can't remember yeah. the name of the storyline, but it was it was before Marvel now, and I mean, although they had Avengers versus X Men, Wolverine was on his. It was <laughs> maybe X-Men? Spidey all blue. It, 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 well, it was actually the run in which uh, 
Old Man Logan took place. That was uh, roughly around issue 66 to 72, something like that. But before that, that that series was really good. I'd have to go back and look at the storyline. But I remember in that that series, in issue number 50, he kills Sabretooth. And that was crazy good. That was that was a really good arc. I'd have to go back and was Miller writing that, or Martin? didn't? He yeah. only wrote. That I cannot. Part. He only wrote Old Man Logan. It might have been Jason Aaron or someone. No, Jason Aaron did Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, I I can't remember who was. I'll, I'll go back and research that. We'll we'll figure it out. Sweet. Um, mm-hmm. Blake asked me a question on the phone. Now I don't remember what it is because it's been a long day. Sorry, Blake. Text me later. It Blake, the answer is forty two. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jones. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Jones. <laughs> Moment aside. He's the answer to everything. Um, so, if that's going to do it for our questions, we'll go ahead and get into the reviews now. So, Danny. Cool. Roll. Yes. Tell us about our DC book. Okay, our DC book is The Curse of Brimstone, Issue 1, The New Age of Heroes, brought to you from the pages of Dark Knight's Metal. So, this is kind of like the after effects. Now, here's one question I have. With the Curse of Brimstone, Sideways, all these other ones, are these other worlds that are on the other side of the Source Wall, or is this our world that this new is, heroes have just emerged? This is our world. Earth Prime. I believe it's yeah. Is Earth it Earth Prime? Prime? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. That was just a question just for me because I haven't seen the answer in a long time. But okay, so the Curse of Brimstone um, takes place with this kid by Justin Jordan. Justin Jordan Philip and Tan. Tan. Yeah, the art by Tan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the art by Tan. Um, I forgot what his name was. I just read this actually a couple hours. Joe. Joe. Right. Okay. So this kid, he lives in like a hometown, and the hometown's like kind of like gone. It's it's Palmdale, bro. It's Palmdale. <laughs> Come yeah. back to me. If Palmdale were a mining town. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mining yeah. town that you know everything's gone. For us, to for us, it back. was aerospace. <laughs> <laughs> or farming. They got like the bor- borax. That's boron? in boron. Boron, yeah. yeah. Boron. It's, not, it's not that far away. It's though. not that far. I mean, okay, so first and foremost, like, I actually liked the writing in this and even the art. I didn't mind it. I actually enjoyed it. Um, it was a good issue one for me, but I kind of wanted to see an uh, adversary to him. In this, there's no adversary. It's just a, a purely back, origin it, it's pure, story. It's, it's like the pure origin story of this kid. Um, his relationship with his sister, his relationship with his father, his relationship with the town. Spider? No, he no. got re- like <laughs> made a deal with the devil. Yeah, he got bit Ghost by a radioactive devil. No, <laughs> <laughs> this sorry. This is essentially DC Spawn. Hey, I'm young. No, I was just thinking about book? this book. Yeah, <laughs> it is a drag. <laughs> it is a drag. There's a lot of dialogue for not a lot of happening. It is quote unquote a slow burn. Oh, the thing like this book is. Okay, uh, the art's great. I really like the art. The thing is, the final page is like him turning into Brimstone. That's not a really good cliffhanger to leave. You know, people want. Well, you can't more. see the true art. I mean, you have this, but you don't have like the true art of Brimstone. Right, but like we already know that he's gonna yeah, be a my, fire dude. Yeah, my my gripe is that they did spend a, a a very long time trying to build the hometown and build the like. Hey, this is just a down and out. Kid. The cause of the effect. You know. Yeah, they he he's trying to be a good guy he just can't seem to get a leg up on anything they spent a really long time hammering. wants to protect his sister make what sure I, she yeah. gets out i actually really like the relationships that uh what is it justin jordan yeah mm-hmm. established uh, yeah established you know between him and his sister and that his father of uh, his father yeah, the and old that lady and, and the cop that uh you know stops him and uh like all the time oh yeah whatever. that's arrested like, him like five times like it, it it's really 
good at developing relationships. It's just not good at keeping my attention. I thought, he, I thought he was trying way too hard. I, I do yeah. too. I think he, it was like he was, was a beating of, it over the head with a two by four mm. when he, he should have been. You with know. the relationships or like, oh, this town sucks everything, the life out of you. Every, I think he played rela- over the horse about that. The relationships, the the town, the guys, you know, hard luck, you know, whatever. Um, I really didn't care about the guy. And anybody who just jumps in a car with a dude. Yeah. And, like that's and he's my- like, shake my hand and it'll all get better. I'm like. I'm like, well, you're the devil. Let me get away from here. I'm be tightening up my belt, dude. <laughs> get away from me. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, to ding, me, ding, this ding, was ding. the weakest out of all of the uh, the new age books. I like sideways. Um, yeah, I like sideways a lot. Too. I like yeah. damage. I like I, I like most of the, I read the new stuff. Um, S- sideways is the, is the one that I'm picking up. It's good. But um, this one I think is by far the weakest. I like the art a lot in it. I do um, too. Philip Tan. Philip Tan. Yeah. Philip what else Tan. did he do? He was on Suicide Squad for the first run, I think. He seems uh, like my kind of artist. He's got kind of like an anime esque like style. Kind of but um, yeah, it was just I think it was a little slow for a number one issue and trying to establish the. Ho- this is supposed to be like a horror superhero kind of book. Like I said, it's like uh, you know, without being a jerk about it, it's like DC's version of Spawn. Really. Um, oh, you turn you turn me off. Deal with the devil. He you know he has like all these. Like kind of presumably is a hero, despite presumably you hero, know. yeah. Despite all At that. least this was better. I mean, look, it's not spawn. a direct like knockoff, but the elements are there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be something a little bit. I mean, at least we I, can who tell. Knows? At least we can tell who the narrator is in this, and like unlike yeah. Spawn. Um, I I'll give it a full story arc. I'm willing to give a full story arc to all of these new books. Um, but I think you know, overall opinion, this one was the weakest out of the ones that I've read so far. I think all the other ones were definitely worth picking up and reading and following. This one, not so much. Excuse me, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, wasn't art's yeah. great though. The yeah, art is great. Really good. Uh, I mean, this one's okay for me, but I think I'm. I could. I think I probably read similar stories that are better at other small publishers. You know, it's just like, eh, it's it's okay. Uh, with that, I mean, I'll. Rated a three. Roger. Two and a half. Ding. Three. I'm about three also on it. I don't know if I could. If uh, what would have brought it up for me is if we would have seen more. Mm -hmm. Right. More brimstone and less. Oh, everything sucks. Like maybe even like start off with brimstone and then go back. You know, they kind of do. Do they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Never mind. They just don't give you a lot. Right. They give yeah. you that first page, and then the rest of the book, it's not until the very last page. So, anyway, hmm. uh, so yeah. there you have it. Yeah. Wasn't nice great. And, nice and bad. Precise. Check out uh, Sideways. That's Sideways good. was good. I did enjoy Sideways. Uh, Roger, tell us about the indie book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for the indie book this week, we read Xerxes by Frank Miller. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Frank Miller. Uh, colors by Alex Sinclair. Did Frank Miller do the art? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's why it looks terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. Matt, come on. <laughs> and uh, this story is set in uh, early Greece, four four hundred oh four ninety nine four ninety BC. So going way back, and there's a lot of stabbing and beheading and killing and oh, this is phalanxes <laughs> and. 
Yeah, that's that's all I got. I you know I, I was I probably as, I, yeah yeah I was probably asleep when we studied this in in high school, <laughs> and uh, apparently I didn't miss anything when I was asleep. No man, I love this era of like history. Stop <laughs> lying, Johnny. No, I do. I love history. It's my favorite subject. But anyway, this like book sucks. Persian. Um, just any like type of history. Alexander the Great. Persian yeah. Empire, Mesopotamia. So yeah. yeah, it was cool stuff. This is one of those books. I love the original 300. It's one of my favorite graphic novels. I wish I had the single issues. Um, but why do we need this? Right. Yeah, why is this made? Know. Like, what, what, what was the purpose of this? 300 was perfect as is. When did that come out? Like 80s? Years ago, 90s? Man. 90s. Uh, I want to say man, 90s. There's a lot. I don't know. The thing is, with Frank Miller, it's like the um, dude wrote some good stuff in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and then anything after that is just like this. He doesn't know how to let things die. Oh my! He do, he doesn't. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Then he wrote Dark Knight Two. Let's not get started on that. <laughs> Three hundred, and now he's coming to this. Dark Knight Three. This Cersei's book. Dark, Dark Knight Three is good. by Azarella, yeah, right? No, it's an Azarella book. That's good. It was just because you don't like it. It doesn't was mean not it's not good. good. It was not good. Anyway, it was good, John. It was he's someone that has tenure that can't level. let go. Right. You it can't, he says tenure. You just can't let it go. Yeah, it it wasn't as bad uh, as this book, but like all of Frank Miller's current works is like. Why are you still working in comics? Not to be like, not I don't to sound. It, I don't think it's that dude. bad. I just don't understand the need because this is like a prequel sequel, the, the, right? I don't a know. Pre-sequel. Yeah. What is this Borderlands? Well, three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because the Battle of Thermopylae was in four eighty, right? I have no idea, dude. Like I said, I was snoozing. Thing is, there's like no need for this book. The art is it's cash grab. The art is so bad. I like it's one of like the. It looks like a really deep underground indie artist that he thinks he's the best, but he's like not good Johnny's at all. He's amazing for Frank Frank Miller. The thing is, his art has been like this since like two thousand one. Well, that's the, the only thing I was gonna say is I I don't get the feeling that he's evolved as an artist. No, and that's yeah. okay. I mean, it's like look, Rob Liefeld never evolved as an artist. <laughs> you know, did you, did some you guys see don't. Man? Todd McFarlane has not evolved right. as an artist. That's you true. know, there are guys that there's not that much more you can go back right. in the day that really didn't. You know, for whatever reason, they didn't continue to evolve. You look at Jim Lee. You know, as good as his stuff, you know, was back in the '90s, it was nothing compared to what he can do today. Oh yeah. You know, um, I thought and I think that's that <laughs> true of, of of you know a lot of artists that yeah. you know continue to hone their craft. Um, but I think for some guys, they get distracted by other things in comics. And I don't think, look, I, I don't think Frank Miller would have done this book. I don't think it's a cash grab. I don't think, you know, I, I think he's doing it because he's passionate about these stories. Mm -hmm. I know? believe that. Absolutely. I think that because I, I, I really don't think Frank Miller needs the money, you know, even given his, his, his poor health. Um, Where's the I chat? think. You know, if if I had to guess, if if any, if anything, I would say his poor health probably led him to, you know, consider, you know, what stories do I want to tell before I can no longer tell them, and I think that this is probably one of them, and I, and I, you know, we'll see by the end of it whether or not, you know, it has. Um, the impact. I, 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 
I've never read 300. I didn't even see the movie. Ugh. Heard it was amazing. Heard Love both. It. Heard both were Love amazing. It. Yep. Uh, um, it was that good. The movie or the graphic? It was good. The movie. But anyway. It yeah. was so The bad. thing about this book cool is like everything feels kind of, besides the stock of the cover and the paper, yeah. everything feels amateur hour. Like the lettering is bad. You know, the coloring <laughs> You is, would know a whole lot about amateur hour, wouldn't you, Johnny? I Yeah. Kind of, maybe. Shut up. <laughs> uh, My you, little pony. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the lettering's bad. Coloring's bad. The art is bad. The writing is even bad. Like we don't know who the narrator is. We don't know what they're talking about. At least I don't know. Um, the The problem is that what, what I would like to see is I would like to see a copy of this script without the art, because I found that in in reading this, the art distracted me. I mean, there's so much murder and mayhem and carnage going on that I couldn't I you know I I couldn't keep a straight thought about what you know the story was telling me you know yeah like don't get me wrong I like Frank Miller's like old stuff you know year one is year one is probably like one of the best Batman books but almost anything after that is just like why are you even doing this and and that sucks to say, but when well, you when but you come he, up with he has one of the quintessential daredevil runs too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you gotta. But get, but, when, but when, you don't have Frank Miller art in right. that story yeah. either. Which and, is, and when you're coming out with books like this, it's just like it's hard to see uh, who he was, you know, before. You know, this kind of puts um, this is get, gets added to his collection, and it just makes it worse. You know, you think about Frank Miller, and you, now you think about this book and and DK two and all those really bad books. Yeah, I mean, when in reading this book, first of like the cover, I like how the layout is actually of the cover. Mm. It's actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, and what Johnny said, like the material of the cover, and I, it's it's not amateur. It's actually really cool. I was actually looking at this like, damn, this looks. Or, excuse me, dang, like this is really cool. Um, and so I open it up and I see this art. And I'm like, okay, cool. So when I was in college and doing, getting, getting my degree for communications, I actually did uh, an essay and a, and a oral presentation on the differences between historical happenings and what media has changed this historical happenings to be. And one of, and I chose 300. And I kind of like how he changed um, what I would naturally assume is Darius right here because this is actually looks exactly like Darius so he's actually changing to actually a more accurate look so I appreciate that art is still not good but I agree with Johnny on some levels on some levels I don't like how this is a 499 BC story written today's vernacular today's sentence structure today's what I would naturally just read right it just yeah I just never thought like I don't think like people would read this way um, but I did appreciate that over time and how he has the bolden, the bolden words in the lettering that by the time I ended this book and I went to read the next one that we were going through, the next one after that I read was Brimstone. It was hard for me to get out of 499 BC thinking of these people. So it did the writing and how much he emphasized certain things like Poseidon, more um, Persians, Mesopotamia, all these different things submerged me into the story well enough. So I appreciate that. Art stinks. It submerged me into the story to the place, but it didn't tell me anything. I went to a place, but nothing happened there. 
And you learned nothing about it? And I learned nothing about it. I learned nothing. So it was halfway done. And even the art is not good at all. Um, I mean, like, jo like John and Johnny jokes, there's one little panel where it's a woman and she doesn't even have a chin. Like, it's just this... Pfft. I'm fairly certain that's Alexander. It's a dude. No. No, no way. way. I'm, I'm fairly I'm certain that that's Alexander the Great. The early no, days. No, because that's the same exact... Like, the panel No, because the two guys talk about him after... Because I, I was the same way. I was like... I had to study those pages for, like, a couple minutes because I was like... Um, what's this chick doing here, and why is she talking about you know collapsing phalanxes and stuff like that? But then the the general and and one of the other guys they were talking after, and they like, okay, mad respect, but dude's whack. What's the read the uh, Johnny read the subtitle of the book? Uh, the fall of the house of Darius and the rise of Alexander. What Alexander from Greece do we know of? Right, Alexander the Great. But she, they also talk about right not here. Yeah. Artemis, they talk about something. A no, woman. they're talking about like he really gets your goat, doesn't he? He's a he's he's a fop, whatever that is. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's brilliant. So like they're talking about a dude, which this looks like a woman. Well, guys back then did also do weird things. I don't think they wore eyeliner. They, it's well, not. Did it's they not. Wear they they did. Yes, yeah. they did wear eyeliner. And but the thing is, those bangs. The men never had bangs like that historically. My minor was in history. Dude, this historically it wasn't, but so not when historically I, accurate. You see this? Right. The art's not this an, person an, right here, the one that looks like the chick, is this right. on the horse? <laughs> now, granted, I know that the breastplate uh, looks was, a little. Animated, the book is not that historically makes accurate. The book that makes book sense now is not anatomically accurate. <laughs> you know that makes sense now. No, that. Thank you for doing that. I mean, I, before even having a drink, I was just like, what the heck? That didn't mean. But I mean, my whole entire reason saying that is not that it doesn't look like a woman. It just means that the chin around had no outline. Like the His art was still sucks. bad. Yeah. It doesn't It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. The art was not good in this book. Um, rate the book. Um, golly, even this. Like, you would, you would hope a, a nice, amazing... You know, double spread here would be a gorgeous with you know archers, but it does not. It does not look good. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm gonna give it a two, and that's just for the cover and the submersive. But it didn't do anything else for that to me. And I don't know what. Okay, I really do want this question asked answered. What was the bad? Like, why did Frank Miller write the story? Like, when the news dropped on this, did they drop it as in like he's going back to the 300 days? Like, why was this book made? I don't know. And that's why I have to say, like, Roger, I know, like you said, like, I don't think, like, it's a cash grab. But Frank Miller is a, is someone of the past. And what people always want is a legacy and their pride is always hurt. So when you're not on the top, always you try to be. And when you try to be at the top, you go back to your stories that were that made you at the top. So that's why I'm like, is he going back to here to try and boost his name again? I don't know. I think I think that's a younger man's perspective. Um, I think if you've been in the business for a while and the older you get your 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 goals and aspirations change. I don't think somebody who's sixty years old and has been in the business for thirty years thinks like I'm gonna get back on top. Well not back on top, but as long as like these whippersnappers think that I'm forgotten. I don't think that's that's Frank no. Miller's like if you ever listen to him in an interview, he's not like that. I've never all. heard him. I just I just know that like that's no. not him. He always goes back A to the same exact stories, and every single time he goes back to the same exact stories, his his name does go up. So in like Batman versus Superman, 
his name came up again a lot more. Now it's forgotten. But all of a sudden he comes back to his next great story. Uh, I think it's like, you know, Master Race 3. I'll guarantee you that was more DC's idea. Or Azarello says, you know, I've got this great idea for, do you think we could get Frank Miller on board to, you know, to go and ha- hash that happen. out? Or, or, you know, he and Frank Miller are having beers at, at Con. Mm-hmm. And, and they're talking like, hey, man, this would be a great idea. Um, why he's going back to 300, I don't know. I think, that I like I said earlier, I think so it's a story, a story he to felt like he wanted Maybe. to tell no or needed to tell. Yeah. And this, even though, look, I, for, as a first issue, this it, it was kind of a yawner for me. Um, it had some issues. I want to finish this story. I actually think there's a story here, and I want to see. It, it might be easier to digest in a graphic novel. That's um, the way 300 is. Yeah, Dranted really? reads really well as a graphic novel. And I think I need to go through. I've done this with some other books. I think I'd, I need to go through and I need to to ignore the art and focus on the story and see what impact that has and whether I can glean anything additional from it. Um, but I would, I would give this one a two and a half as well. He's not, he's not drawing Superman year one, is he? No, John okay. Jr. is. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Okay, well, all right. What? Anyway, uh, this book had a lot of problems uh, that I think can't be fixed unless Frank Miller's not on the book. Uh, One. Dang. I love how crappy you are about everything. So you (laughs) say that this is about the same as Alien Toilet Monsters. Uh, No, Alien Toilet Monsters is worse than this book, but it's down there. Yeah. This is a two out of ten book? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my whole thing is I, I don't understand. Like, I I like when things stand alone. Now everything is so franchised out and mm-hmm. it's so drawn out, and most most stories are ongoing stories, and that's fine with certain characters that you know and love. But three hundred was kind of like a perfect one and done kind of thing that we didn't need to really return to it. Yeah, it's like going back to Breaking um, Bad at this point. Like it was fine. It, it was a beautiful like story. Cool. Yeah. You know, so that's my Not whole with thing with Ralph it because Bolt. I do hold that graphic novel kind of near and dear. So, um, yeah, and Frank Miller, I don't hate him, but he's he like Roger said, he hasn't evolved as an artist. Um, so, I'm gonna say two and a half. Do you think he's I, evolved as a writer though? I think he's a good storyteller. I think he's that's got a, good. But story has he evolved as a writer? That's not that's, the same. Thing. Yeah, that's two separate things. That's two yeah. separate things. And I'll say, you know, because I'm, I'm, I think he, I think he still has the capacity to tell stories. Yeah. Whether or not the writing suits suit you, and now the writing, you know, again, I'm going to reserve judgment until the last issue of this comes out, because the the writing, you know, a lot of times, you know, a certain art style suits a story, mm-hmm. and I think. Likewise, sometimes a certain storytelling style or writing style suits a story, and mm-hmm. it may for this one because it's primitive. Yeah, you know, it's almost it's more primal. Um, and I, I you know, I, I really, I, I want this series to finish. I want to have read it in whole, and then I would love to come back and talk about it, and and hopefully it's good. I actually, actually, I hope, I hope it's really good. I want it to be. How many issues? Five. Five. Right. Short. Yep. Too many. <laughs> wow. No, like I mean, like you look at the cover, and this looks really, really. It's really, compelling. It's compelling. It makes you want to buy it. I mean, when you gave me the stack of what we're going to be reading this week, on the cover was in the Curse of Brimstone on the on the front, and then I took them all out. And the number one that I looked, I was like, "What is this Xerxes book? What is 
Frank Miller, hmm, the fall and like it was very like the cover art is really good. Even the even the face. Yeah, cover did its job. Yeah, it did amazingly. But inside you're like, um, what is happening? Anyways. Yep. Johnny. Get off your phone. Yo. Put it away, you millennial. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> thanks. You millennial. <laughs> <laughs> I had a college class one time and someone said that and like we millennials don't like to be classified. <laughs> someone really said that years ago. Aren't you a, a millennial, class. Jonathan? I'm at the top end of it, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. We're Xennials. Yeah, Xennials really. That's more kind of That's just a BS thing to make you guys <laughs> feel. It's an better. overlap, dude. Well, yeah, I mean it's kind of true. It is an overlap. Xennials. Sure. Um, no, Gen Z is after millennials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right now. Those are Gen. The, those are the real bad people. Gen a Xennial is a mix of a Gen Xer and a millennial. Mm-hmm. It's that little They're in between phase. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Spidey, that one's made up. Anyway, you're uh, made up, Johnny. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 798 uh, oh. by Dan Slot, uh, art by Stuart Immonen. He's one of the best. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is part two of Go Down Swinging, where um, Norman Osborn has uh, the Green Goblin formula back, and he is the Green Goblin. And also, <coughs> he just acquired the Carnage symbiote. Dun, dun, dun. That's the pitch. Jonathan, start us off. <laughs> did you read it? I did. Oh, I made it through all three books this week. Oh, wow. The only nice. thing. I, this was probably the best book. Yes. Yeah. That we read, yes. but it still wasn't like great in my opinion. Didn't blow, you away. Didn't blow me away. Um, there's nothing wrong with it per se. Um, I had some issues with the pacing and some of the dialogue. Uh, the art's great. Yeah, the art's great. Um, I don't know how Flash Thompson is anti Venom or how that even works. Yeah. I think that was last issue. The last arc. Um, but uh, it's the first real appearance. Spoilers of. The Red Goblin. Yeah, these the books big, are gonna go go big, real quick. The big build up, um, which Green Goblin apparently gets killed in an explosion, relinquishing control of the symbiote over Norman Osborn, and it's kind of some weird fusion of Green Goblin. I and think that was like all planned. Do they explain where Cletus is during this? Where he gets no, Cletus, Cletus Cassidy. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that, not in this issue. They may have explained it before. That it was bo- they couldn't take the symbiote off of him. Right? Without that, it was a part him. of him, yeah. Yeah, without killing him. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's dead. Well, last I saw, he was floating in space in just half of a body. Well, so. yeah. when was that? The in uh, Carnage USA. Oh, dude, that was like years ago. Yeah, was. They had minimum carnage. Maximum carnage. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Carnage USA. Anyway. Anyway. Um, I thought this book was awesome. Of course you did, Johnny. Yeah, I really liked it. Well, it I was added too. It, it was like it I was, think it was the best thing uh, that we read it single felt, issue wise. It felt really long, but also fast paced. Like everything was going on. Uh, I can't stand. Anyway, uh, at once. Thanks, Matt. Um, you know, with like this reveal that I don't, I don't know. I had issues with some of the pacing. Like, yeah. the whole, go find Peter Parker, and then like he goes off, and it's like, how long does it take to change into those pajamas, Pete? I think we got ten it. minutes. Yeah. Ten, ten minutes, everyone. Ten whole minutes. Like, or the trivia. What villain does that? Villain's like, hey, you got 30 seconds. Bring this guy here. It's like, we got 10 minutes. Don't worry. I got time. I got no meetings later on today. Yeah, but keep in mind, yeah, Norman he knows. Yeah, yeah he knows Pete already. He, he doesn't want to give just, it away to people. With it. I, I get it. I get it was it. so much. Know. Dude, this thing was awesome that he just like made this weird web cocoon to like. Change it? 
Don't oh. get me wrong. There's great moments out of this book. That's my thing. There's great moments. This is not a great issue. This like, is great like, moments. It, there it's are not pieces a great that issue. I look at and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like yeah. the splash yeah. of the yeah. Red Goblin finally emerging after being teased for how long? Yeah. The only well, thing the funny is, thing is, what I one of the things I really liked about you know that scene and, and right was right before it when Goblin is impaled. You know, there's there's this explosion in the building, and Norman uh, as Green Goblin is impaled. You know, by shards of this building, and Pete is like horrified. He's like, "Oh my God!" You know, he still wants to. To try and save him, he feels bad, right? Yeah. About him being impaled, and he's like, you know, he wants to get him help, and that's when Norman reveals that, yeah. you know, he's got this carnage symbiote too, and he's like, oh, you sucker. Yeah. My only, <laughs> my I didn't only get nit- that though. My only nitpick, huh? I no, not at all, because look at the very top, he sees him, Norman. Oh God, right? He's impaled, dude. Right, he's impaled, right? Okay, so he's like, okay. There's a little shock. You knew for how long? So the first question you ask is, you knew my identity for how long? And then after that, it's like, does it matter? How does it? No. Please, not much more time. There's something I have to tell you, Peter. A man's... And then he goes on for another little, you know, you know, villain soliloquy, whatever. And then one one small panel says, no, no even ellipses, no pauses in his talking. Is, I'm sorry. I wish I could have saved you. I really do. One thing, no ellipses, well, no tops, no pauses. Well, if you read it no like pauses. that in your mind. Yeah, dude. Well, <laughs> the artist puts ellipses in there. They put dashes. They put commas. It's not breaking. Like, I'm sorry. I really do. And then a moment of pause. But like, even like the first question that you ask is, how did you know who it was me? The thing is, like, you I don't, don't, I don't, I don't get don't, that. I don't, I don't get that. You need empathy. ellipses. You have uh, periods. Like, I'm sorry. I wish I could have saved you. I really do. Right. Those are those are periods. Those right. Are those pauses. are periods. But it's, again, it is. The th- second thing that he says to him, it's not the first thing you, that he- you read run on like run on sentences, don't you? <laughs> no, I do read run on sentences, but like the first thing is like you knew it was me. Yeah. So between it, it's literally not even a double sided. It's it's literally on the left hand side. It's a it's it's a promotion for Chicago Expo C two E two, and on the right, it's one thing from the top to the bottom. He realizes Norman's dead, and by the end, the symbiote's already taking over. It wasn't this dialogue that could have happened. And I don't want a Trinity Neo dialogue that takes like a half hour in death. But I, it was just very quick. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, like you said, like they've been teasing this for a long time. A yeah, it wasn't a big reveal. Everyone knew this was going to happen, so let's just rush right into it. Yeah. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't know about this. I, I, no, yeah. I, I had no clue that they were going to be doing this until I read yeah. this issue. And I was like, dang, that's kind of fast. Like, no, holy crap. No, that's like, just me, because I didn't even know the backstory. I think this is... Like, this was... Because Peter thinks this is the, the death of Green Goblin. Right. I think first... this is, like, a natural conversation that he would have. Like, why didn't you tell anybody how long have you known? Like, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Because uh, to Peter, especially in the hands of Green Goblin, like, his secret identity is, like, really precious, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a, a natural conversation that they would have. Yeah, it's only, like, the sixth time that he's found out right. and forgotten. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, and I think he's known since the last arc before Legacy. Right. Yeah. Um, right. But no, like, the my only gripe, and this is a nitpick, is that I knew that the Red Goblin was coming, so, like, this reveal is, like, nothing, but it's still cool. Um, and that's only a nitpick. It's not really going to bring the grade down for me because I had fun. I was smiling all throughout it because it was awesome. It was, like... 
you know, Green Goblin, sorry, Red Goblin throwing bombs at his legs and then blowing up. It's just filled with awesome oh, moments. Him and biting him in the leg right. before blowing up. Filled with awesome moments, fast-paced action, and, and it, it just seems really intense and high stakes. Good art, too. Yeah, so, like, art. highlights for me out of so the book are, are the, the, the good art, the splash page here Art's with, really with, good, yeah. with uh, Pete punching the Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the fact that, uh, I mean, even though, like, I was like, what? With Flash Thompson being anti-Venom all of a sudden? Because Brock got the Venom. Well, I knew that, but it was like, okay, where did this come so from? comic booky though. Yeah. It, they, they just oh, love playing oh, musical it's not, chairs. not like you're reading a comic no, book. Comic but, books have oh, go ahead, a trope. John. John. But, it's, a trope. But, it's a trope, yeah. But, uh, you know, the fact that they made uh, Flash Agent anti-Venom, like, it's I was like, okay. I think that's I, like I, his I own thing. He's like, yeah. I want to be official. <laughs> yeah, I, I dig that, though, because I love, that was one of my favorite Venom runs was Remender's yeah. Agent Venom. You know, so the fact oh, that they kind of kept. Remender? That was Remender. Well, it spun out of those slots run. But I love I love that look, you know that that yeah. that it just it works for me. Tactical, yeah, just tactical it, venom. Tactical. Oh, you're talking about anti venom. Anti venom. Yeah, no, yeah, no, and no, and no, and, uh, and um, the normal did you venom. Just say tactical. I did. God. <laughs> um, well, and if maybe anything, because I don't I, I don't remember how Flash became Agent Anti Venom, but but I think if if nothing else, the purpose of putting those panels in this comic is to perhaps give some kind of foreshadowing that Agent Andy Venom might have the answer. a role, you know, Stop in, like in this. Anti-carnage. Yeah. <gasps> so, yeah. So, um, the, you know, the other, the other highlights is the fight between Red Goblin, where he's just whomping on Pete, is oh, pretty dude. good. It's so good. Where? Oh, th- once the bomb bites Pete's leg, he just starts getting jacked up. Where does he um, get jacked up? The, it bond, bites his leg. He doesn't touch him or see him. He gets blown up, dude. Well, yeah, but he like, crashes through once... the window. He basically, like, spoilers, okay, for the end of this issue. Yeah. Um, Red Goblin is just tr- going to trounce Pete. Pete knows that he can't take him. He's too messed up. So he leaves his shirt, his Spider-Man shirt. When Norman, Norman tells him, he's like, you know, joke's on you. I'm actually not going to kill you, but I want you out of the game. I yeah. want you to promise me you're never gonna be Spider-Man again. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking that maybe, maybe you know that would be more painful than you know. Yeah, and showing Pete hoists his shirt up on a flagpole or an antenna here, just burning like on fire, as if to say like I surrender, kind of thing. But the the thing that I liked was the fact that Pete's resolve at the end comes through pretty good. He's like, I don't need to be Spider-Man to beat you. I am the man behind Spider-Man, and I can beat you as Peter Parker. So that's one of the things that I think I liked the most out yeah. of the book was Pete's resolve not needing to be in the suit to take on Red Goblin. I can beat you with my mind as well as with my powers. That's like a similar Superman thing. Like, yeah. I can beat you as Clark. I don't have to Because, yeah. Well, and you get uh, other other pieces of that in the story where he's thinking and he's like, he's, you know, like, this is this is all new. I mean, he's got yeah. oh, that's a good two of two of his deadliest enemies combined. Combined, yeah. You know, and what what does he have to do in in order to overcome this? And he's thinking, you know, you know, fire webbing, electric webbing, sound yep. chip. You know, um, all this stuff going through his mind, trying to trying to think of what he's got to do to. Um, to overcome this, yeah, because yeah. so like I, li- I really like that part with with 
the Green Goblin's new carnage powers, like his spider sense doesn't work. Uh, he doesn't sense the bombs coming. Right, and the spider trackers don't work because the Red Goblin can feel everything on his body. Mm-hmm. Sounds nice. Um, wow, Johnny, you just had to take it there, didn't you? <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast, bro. Go back to reading Sunstone on your own time. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that was one long stream of insults. Dang, it's like I've been waiting for this since episode one. <laughs> Well, no. Johnny just <laughs> turned like three shades of red. Goodness, goodness. Bob Johnny. So just two weeks of academy. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it gets you. His, that's what this his, DI's his, got. His yeah. insult yeah. level yeah. is yeah. like 9,000. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. I gotta, sorry, I got to bring that down. 9,000, exactly. I, I got to bring it down. Sorry, that's guys. Funny. Yeah, sorry. You're in a safe place, Johnny. <laughs> yeah. No hostility here. No hostility here. Sorry. Sorry. This is why I have that doll of you. <laughs> anyway. That was that pain I was feeling the other day. Right. So let's, yeah, let's rate this. Johnny? Sunstone is really good. Anyway, um, (laughs) I I really love this book. It's a five for me. It's five for me, too. Love the art. Love the story. Felt like old school Spidey. Cool. Loved it. I'm sorry. It was two, two and a half for me. What? I'm sorry. I can't. In the entire book. Listen, like how many, how many, how many pages are these? Between 22 and 32. Okay. Between 22 and 32. So let's say, let's, uh, let's, let's split in half. Let's say 27. Within 27, Pete's at the, uh, at the, at the, at the bugle. The Green Goblin crashes. Then we find out, and it's a whole page of J. Jonas Jameson uh, tied up. Then we go back to the bugle, and then we see Anti-Venom and Pete, or Anti-Venom find uh, J. Jonas Jameson. Pete fights the Goblin for a little bit. Then we go to uh, Liz Allen and her family and Norman Osborn. Sounds like that an action-packed issue. Right, and that's the thing, is that within 20... Seven pages. You're trying to fit in a lot of stuff His here. Last arc. I think it did. Yeah, I it's, think it did the pacing perfectly. I, I, it I, set up so many things for the next two here's issues. Here's the thing: is that if it wasn't, I don't think. I think there was cool moments. The cocoon thing. I think that's dope. And even this art when he's like, oh, he's cross arms. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Whip, 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 I like whip. that. I've seen cooler carnage art than that. Well, that's he not looked, straight up carnage. Well, I know, yeah. but I think I think like, dude, carnage sucks. What he, are you talking about? No, oh, wait, oh god. Like, here's what I think: Is it good? Yeah, but it's kind of like here's my first draft. Okay, I will take that. Like, it looks nah, like the Green Goblin like, mixed like, with Carnage. I, I, I don't. I, I mean, it's cool. Okay, here's why I put it at two. Okay, I'll put it at three. I'll put it at three <laughs> just for this. Yeah, because right just now you're putting it with this. Right, don't just it. stand there, <laughs> say something, do something, and what Pete says next. Was 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 great. <laughs> like I was like, dang. I was like, oh, that's the first time I've seen that. Yeah, oh, that was great. Right, that's what he said. That was good. He's like, man, you know, kind of thing. So that it was Number just sign, it was a lot. Mark. It was yeah. a lot packed Pounds in. On. And at the end, it make it, it kind of well, makes well, wait, sense. Wait, let's let's go back to that real quick because oh, I for, sorry, yeah. I forgot about that where Pete actually like swears. Yeah. And it's just the the alphanumeric yeah. kind of symbols and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He gets on the goblin. About his language just prior, right? Yeah, and then all that happens. He's like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, you know, oh, kind right. of thing. So it's one of those. I think that was intentional. Like, hey, you kiss your mother with that mouth, and then he's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly, quite literally." So I think it was. I think, I think you have great ingredients here, like really good ingredients. But I don't think it was to its fullest potential. Hmm. Like I can see some really cool stuff happening here, but I think what this is you said is Dan Slot's last. Arc right. Yeah. Three more. Yes, three more issues. Three Go more issues. And he's trying to c- cover a lot, which I understand, and you're trying to. But and I think it's a cool arc. A red goblin, like that sounds dope. And 
the ideas are cool, like the um, the pumpkins, the red pumpkins with the face. Cool ideas, but it's like, oh man, one. Okay, it's literally the fight. They're is, laughing at him while they're flying. That's after cool. Him. I'm not saying there's anything bad by that. I say that's cool. <laughs> okay. I, I like that part. That's Dang. really okay. cool. Dang, but look at this. Look at the top of this page. It's crazy. It's dude. literally. This is what it's like with you every look week, at this. Johnny. Look at this. I don't get this. I don't understand this. Look, it's action packed. Okay, right? It's action packed. He turns into the red goblin. They slash at each other one time. Nothing happens. He throws the bombs at him. The bomb latches to him. That's what makes him so scary. Right. And he blows up. He has a villain soliloquy. And by the end, Pete, that has been through 798 issues, More goes, oh, crap. I should give up. No, and no then he, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> then he does, and he's like, no. And I, and I, and I, and then and I was like, okay, cool. That's good retribution. Because all of a sudden, when I saw his thing burning, I was like, seriously, Pete's giving up that quickly, and like, oh man, this guy's. But, but then he's like, no, I'm gonna defeat him as man. I like that. And I think that yeah, was cool. A, that's that's a great I think that was cool. It was a very tactical thing, but it's like, ha ha ha. Like, it's good. It's it has good moments, but like, it's action packed. They slash at each other one time. In one panel, in twenty-seven pages. Oh, uh, that's not true. Yeah, no, because he and because when Green Goblin. No, I'm saying Red Goblin. Come, I, well, yeah. Well, yeah, that's have... what that's what makes him so scary. That's what makes you want to read the next issue. Is like they didn't do anything, and Peter was almost freaking killed. But is the red is the next issue going to be action packed? Because he's going to defeat him as a man, not a Spider Man. We'll do, see. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I give it a three. So, I give it a three. I give it a three. So you're, putting, two, it, you're putting it uh, like with Cersei's and Brimstone, and that's just like not. Not even the same ballpark. Johnny, like I said, this is what I like to talk well, with you as, every, as, every, as, every, as every, every week. Welcome to my world. I'm that annoying. This, like, this is like, this has good ingredients, but Food it's not great. Thought. This is just regular. Like, this is just story, like, a, like so, issue one. So, I'm. This one's not. I, I agree with a lot of what you say. There's a lot. I think there's a lot of fantastic moments. I I kind of like was irritated by the pacing and the content and yeah. where some stuff was. I'm just not gonna be as hard on it because there the moments that I liked I really liked. Yeah, like and when it, he drops that word. Yeah, he's like, that was oh, fun because that, that that made me that laugh out loud. That's a three. Yeah, I did. It I did. was in my car and I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly that was my reaction. I was like, <laughs> like as I was going through because it was such a yeah, dude yeah, yeah. moment. That's such a dude thing to say, yeah. and that's Pete. You yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the resolve at the end, I was, cause I thought the same thing when I saw the uniform burning, I was like, no, there's no way he would throw yeah. in the towel. Yeah, that's what and I then thought. you get to that bottom part and Pete's like, I don't have to beat you as Spider-Man. I can beat you as me. Yeah. Um, he got I really, to that really quick, yeah, though. I, he did, but I really liked the way that it was left Yeah. because it's like, there is more to Pete than the uniform. Right. So, um, uh, so I'm going to say four. Solid, it's solid with those. The moments that are great are really great. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, moments yeah. that are great are really great. The art is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would read the mm-hmm. next couple issues to see how this whole thing ends. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave it at a four. So well, I'll, I think we're going to. I'll say three. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say three. I won't say two, two and a half. I'll cool. say three because of that. I, I, All right. What would you? Uh, is there anything you guys would have rather have reviewed? I didn't get a chance to read anything this week besides these books so far. I can tell you right now, I probably would have rather have reviewed Superman 44 because it's getting so close to the end. I need to say, I, I to, to everybody that's coming to the shop, I really need to uh, take everyone's advice and catch up on White Knight. Yeah, I heard it's good. I can't believe the praise that's being heaped on that book. Really? And I, yeah. yeah. We should read the trade when it's out. Yeah. yeah. We oh. Probably should. I mean, because we, we read and reviewed issue number one. 
and I had a lot of issues with it. I was yeah. like, eh, you know, tonally, I thought it was all over the place. Yeah. But, I, man, I'll tell you what, everybody, everybody that is picking that book is like, this is an instant classic. This is one of the best Batman stories ever told. This is amazing. And I'm like, holy cow, I did not, did not see this coming. I mean, we knew the art was going to be great. I mean, I know it's Who selling great. Murphy. Yeah, Murphy's good. Murphy's a freaking beast. He is. I mean, it's it's yeah, sales wise, yeah, it's a beast. Nice. I mean, it's like top top six wow. last month. Wow. Yeah, uh, I heard it's really here good. in the shop or nationwide. Nationwide. Ooh. Yeah, nice. in the shop, yes. Hmm. Yes and yes. So is it is it is it because I like when we first read this, you know the you know the 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 what are those things? the the solicits. For the beginning, it was like, oh, Batman's kind of going off the hinges and Joker's going. Is it yeah. going down that rabbit hole so far? Or are they kind of doing the switch? They're like, oh my gosh, I thought I don't it was know. I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten. It sounds like it's a little bit of both. They're putting like there's a there's a, there's a there's a whole lot of other moving parts that have come into it. And Mad Hatter did something to the Joker. I don't and know. He's in a dream state. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, anything else? Yeah, I read a Make graphic, it fast, Johnny. All right, I read a graphic novel uh, that came out a, a couple of weeks ago, maybe two. It's called We Spoke Out: Comic Books and the Holocaust. You realize this is supposed to be like uh-huh. this week, right? Johnny? Yeah. Well, Johnny, I read it this week. Follow the rules. Right. So I read it this week. this week. Right. So I read it this week. Um, I'm and smack you. Anyway, it's a uh, graphic novel uh, that collects <laughs> stories that were printed um, before we had any real stories about the Holocaust. Uh, before we had any real movies, um, like so in Frank's diary, or right, right, right. So like that's one of the biggest uh, like collections of uh, uh, things that happened during the Holocaust. Yeah. But um, before then, we didn't have much. We had comics, and these are comics from that era that were collected by Neil Adams and Holocaust scholars uh, um, in one single hardcover, and they're just great stories. Uh, you know to show us what happened during that troubling time. Is it time. just multiple issues combined into one? Right, it's it like, just... yeah. It, cool. They collect a bunch of stories that came out uh, during that time, and they just reprinted it. And it's amazing and moving, and I would highly recommend it to anybody that's read and enjoyed Mouse and uh, books like that. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Highlights next week. Uh, for Marvel, we are going to be reviewing Domino Number 1 by Gail Simone oh. and... Um, I forgot the artist on it. The artist is a good artist, though. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty artist. I Dom- can't like Marvel Domino? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gail went to Marvel? To do Domino. She's pulling double duty because she's also writing a Plastic Man miniseries uh, coming up in the summer. I like Gail. Yeah. She was really nice when I met her at Comic-Con. Yeah? Yeah, she gave me her sharpie. She's like a, she's like a soccer mom. Practically, yeah. yeah. Like, we we hung out at Comic-Con for a little bit while watching some time of trailer, and we just talked, and she's like, so what's your wife's name? And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's Whitney. And she was really cool. <laughs> that sounds cool. Um... From DC, we are going to be reviewing Immortal Men number one by um, Jim Lee and James Tynan. That's mm. David yeah. Baldione for Domino. I looked up his art. I know it looks good. I can't remember by name, though. Um, and then for Indy, I don't know what this is. Brothers Dracul number one. Yeah, I don't know. It's a number one, so we're reviewing it. Is it Image or is it like a different publisher? No, it's a different publisher. It might be... Is- Aftershock or Black Mask? Oh God, this, not, this can sure. go either way. Then oh, we'll Black see. Mask has so many good books. Is Death or Glory we'll next month? Yeah, Summer is so. it? Is it May? Yeah, I, I think it so. starts in May. Anyway. We're gonna do that one. Uh, <laughs> and then <clears throat> Baldion did a bunch of uh, Monsters Unleashed books. 
I think it was like the second run. Okay. Um, and then just for graphic novels next week, uh, Action Comics: Eighty Years of Superman hardcover is out. Oh, oh that sounds fun. Woo-hoo. Yeah, uh, I will be all up on that. What are we reviewing for next week? Yeah, what graphic novel? Shazam! Yes. Which right. One? The new Fifty Two one. Jeff Johns, That's Gary Frank. One. Oh God, That's I like a that. Good one. Yeah. Who's on next week? <laughs> I'm taking this. Brandon and Shradi. Brandon. First timer. A little jealous nice. of you. Oh, have fun. Oh, sweet. <laughs> the week after that. So, all right. Go beans. Sweet. All right. Uh, the graphic novel that we're reviewing is Witches by Scott Snyder and Jock. Uh, when back to back Snyder. Back to back Snyder. When the back to back Snyder and horror. Yep. So. When the Rooks family moves to the remote town of Lynchfield, or Litchfield, <laughs> New Hampshire, to escape a haunting trauma, they're hopeful about starting over. But something evil is waiting for them in the woods just beyond town, watching from the trees, ancient and hungry. And it's witches spelled with a Y. Mm-hmm. For some reason. So Y-I-T-C. Because... Comics. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the, the premise of the graphic novel is that you is that these these witches are actually um, kind of like an offshoot, an evolutionary offshoot of of humankind <coughs> that's thousands of years old, but they have a whole different um, understanding of of magic and science and stuff, and that they they can give people things. That they couldn't get anywhere else, like uh, immortality, you know, stuff like that, um, for a price. Specifically, they like they like the young porky ones, <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, that you pledge children to them. Yeah. So, Danny, talk a little about this book. You recommended this, right? I, well, okay. Here's Why the thing. Why did you recommend it? Why did I recommend it? Yeah. Okay, so multiple different reasons. Number one is because I... He's the head of the Snyder fan club. Are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, right. Yeah, last time we I were do, on, we did I a do Snyder love book. Snyder just because it, his... Some of the things that he writes resonates with me hardcore. And one of the biggest things that resonated me in Witches when I first read this book was one line, and I will always quote this line to the day I die. And he says that the, what it's like having a child is like a vital organ that exits your body and it's out in the world and you can't... You, you can't do anything to protect it yep. it's 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 living breathing its own thing but it's one of your vital organs and that's always resonated with me and so snyder has a way of writing in ways that i think it gets you to think in a different it's not this stereotypical like and then this happened except for the spirit bomb of metal but um <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Except for the spirit bomb of metal. But it's just it's just really he goes places where people don't dare to go. Yeah, but I, I absolutely love that line too. Resonates as a dad. Yeah, as a it father. Just, it yeah. just mostly. absolutely resonates with you. But and spoilers, I know you're gonna you, you guys are gonna want to read this book, it's really good. But um this is a big time spoiler. Mom Mom really pledges her daughter. Yeah. To these witches, to so that she can walk again. Nah, I'm not down with that. I'm not down with that, but I don't see it outside the realm of possibilities. This is true, especially the crazy things that you hear on the news, and that's why the Snyder even says like 
the reason what really stirred in his brain to write the story was that his son was scared of the tooth fairy for a long time and <coughs> he should be he, <laughs> he should be she comes in home invasion God, um, she likes <laughs> teeth <laughs> Um, so he was scared Wait, of. What are you doing? With that? <laughs> he was scared of the tooth fairy, and his, and his son just like, oh my gosh, and kind of a thing. He's like, man, I was trying to get my son's uh, get get help my son get over the his fear of a tooth fairy, and then he does. He finally does, and says, I only need to believe in her just enough to get my money. That's all I care about. And then his son goes to school within the next week, and then while he was out getting a drink of water, um, a active shooter drill happens at his school, and he comes home and tells his father about it. And he's like, wow, now I have to explain. I, now I wish I was three weeks ago with he just had a fear of something that wasn't real. But now I have to show him and walk him through the reality of the depravity of the human heart and how horrible it can be. So that's why he goes to places that we don't want to go to. And even he says, like, this book should not have sold that much. I don't get it. But yeah. now because you guys are buying this, we can, as writers, go to places where People will do anything for themselves. Well, and that's what makes him a good horror writer. Oh yeah, yeah. Because very much most people, most you know, most people don't even want to have certain things in, in you know their vicinity, in the, right? Much less you know their imagination. Mm -hmm. So to be able to you know to think up stories like this, um, you know, it, it makes him a really good horror writer. And say what you will about Snyder, like what you see of him on social media and whatnot, the, the dude loves being a dad, loves his oh, kids. Oh, yeah. He loves his children. Yeah. But he also has, like, cool little things in here, like, even when when the... I like the pacing in when it was when the father was, you know, uh, having, you know, uh, he was an alcoholic, and he was on the Ferris wheel, and he was cussing at his daughter, like, come on, you're better at this! And he was pushing it, and then it would go back to, like, the... I think... I didn't lose traction of where I was and what time frame I was at. And that's not so much Snyder. That's more so Jacques. And I think Jacques yeah. is brilliant. I love Jacques. I know Johnny's probably going to get into his big thing with Jacques when it comes to this issue. I love Jacques uh, almost in all of his works. Matt Hollingsworth messed up this book. <laughs> with the uh, splatter all over, it kind of made Jacques' work... A chore to look at. Um, I, I, I just don't like it. John, I, I, I like the Johnny, Johnny, yeah. hipster showing. I know your hips are showing. <laughs> even the ginger from the tree. Hold you on. know oh, the yeah. ginger from yeah, the tree. Like true. oh, yeah, and that, the witches. And then you figure out that the actual witches from the Salem witch trials were actually the iron that were trying to eradicate the actual witches. But then the town turned on them and burned them at the stake. So yeah. this whole thing, I felt. <coughs> this story but some inconsistencies like what you're talking about the mother i didn't think this family was too much close together for the mother the cause and effect didn't make sense to me right it's not a sense of disbelief but when it comes to this family a little bit yes it is yeah like um i love the lore that he built yeah i really do i thought <coughs> um and that i think is one of snyder's strengths I and mean, he said when we reviewed american vampire last week you know this whole lore that he creates with vampires thinking kind of outside of the box and he really did the same thing with with witches and these things these things are creepy scary mm -hmm. yeah and believable and everything i think the my thing was with it, putting this family into the middle of of this whole story with the witches um i think he want i think he chose to do that mm -hmm. with having this close-knit family um 
so that maybe it wouldn't give away the ending. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. like you you don't want to see it coming. Yeah, you don't want the and so you don't see clear. it coming. Yeah, but like you said, it's kind of telegraphed when uh, about halfway through, I think maybe a little bit before. It was you find out it was the mother's decision for them to leave where they were and move to this town. Right, she chose the town. Yeah, yeah. It was just uh, the the writing. Just as a father, as an as a newer father, like I have, you know, three boys all at the age of four, and like just I'm the writing at the very end, some of the last pages, he's talking because he's an he's a writer, and when he releases his book, he says, "I'm scared for what you go through, what you will go through." You will make me scared, and that's hard, yes, but more than this, more than anything, you make me brave. You're the bravest person I know, Sail, which his daughter's name is Sailor. And this truth is, the story, the whole thing is about you. It's always been about you. Like, when I look at my children, I look at my sons, like, I fear for the world around them. Mm. And I'm scared of what, I'm, I'm going to have to put them in school and I have to do all these things. And it is very relatable, but there are some details that Snyder doesn't always help or finish. And that's 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 his biggest downfall to me. His endings. His endings and his details. Now, his endings for me when his father is talking at this press conference and talking about the book, I think that was a beautiful ending. But ending as a sense of like patching all the holes in the ship that you started. Right. He doesn't like we were talking about before the show, having the pledge juice in the in the in the, in in the, the yeah in the little spray can. Where did that? I don't come know how from. that happened. So, yeah. Knowing that you pledge someone by putting the juice on them. Right. When he put the pledge on himself and then jumped into the witches, you know, kind of everything. Sorry, spoiler. But um, <laughs> and sacrificing himself for his daughter, like this is. A- well, my hope is, is that here talking like this about the book, a lot of it's not going to make any sense to people, but it's a good book. Um, I think that you know it's it's a good story. I love the yeah. I love the world that he built. Mm-hmm. Actually, Johnny, I disagree with you. I think that because you and I had talked about that a little bit, I think you started looking through through the book and and immediately had a problem with um, splatter the the layering. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it added uh, a grittiness that really aided the story. Yeah, like I can I can understand why it's used. Um, to me, I feel like in other horror books, uh, it's done a little bit better. Uh, like, uh, let's say, uh, what was it? Redlands uh, from Jordi Belair. <coughs> um, when, you know, all that witch demon stuff is happening, like the, the colors get fuzzy and, and things like that. And it's a very well done thing. Uh, for this, the book, it's like all throughout the book. And I feel like it doesn't really add much as it distracts from jock's artwork at in least your, for in me. your opinion at yeah. least for me yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i can see i can see where he got to that conclusion right but i i agree with roger i think it added a sense of like the splatter is like this dark edgy blood and i think it works messy if they use like what was that art that you said with what was his name again oh i remember that um what i just said yeah the the art the darkness of of that one style uh um, Red Redlands. Yeah, Redlands. If they use that with Jock's art, I think this was a perfect pair for what Jock's art is. And mm. I think I love Jock's art in Black Mirror, mm-hmm. but this was it added another layer of. Yeah. Sometimes you have to squint. Like, what is? <gasps> that's teeth. Holy crud! You know, kind of a thing. Like, it's. I agree. I agree with what you said. I just yeah. don't agree with it's how just, it's with it, this book. It's like I look at the color process for Matt Hollingsworth and I look before like even when it's just a little splatter and I was like, "Oh, that looks perfect." That 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 scene, I know you're at the end of the book, but that yeah. scene really kind of grossed me out because that right. was one of the 
points where you you stop to look at what's going on and you're like why in heck would you be doing that that's like that's gross right <laughs> no what like, are you oh, doing that, oh yeah yeah Mm-mm. no but uh, like this even with just a little splatter this has this already has splatter right yeah um but then they add this extra layer and it's just like it muddles it too much for me i think in that one go go find the the page in the book because i don't remember it being that stark or if it's just this panel being separated from everything else mm-hmm. i agree if you if you take this panel with that red splatter mm-hmm. in there like that i agree that's distracting right but it also one of the things that it does and i think that this might be exactly what danny and i were talking about it makes you study it longer than you really want to because then you figure out what it is you know it yeah. makes you it makes you spend more time on the panel than maybe you normally would you would just move on but in this one you're like what's she doing yeah what's going oh no no I feel like the, <laughs> so I, I don't know yeah but if, if if you can find that panel in the book i'd be curious to see if it's as stark um I, yeah well, I the guess, whole thing is as stark actually it's one giant thing <coughs> like that's just oh yeah because it, it bleeds into the into what you know yeah. the gutters are for this artwork and stuff too i i mean like i i, well, I that's get... li- look i mean it to me that look because i think it fits more on this whole page right when you it's have the that page the but um that dude that's that's nightmarish yeah no, with I know. I, I, I get what, what what the point of it is. It's just um, me personally. I think I would have liked uh, like the last days of American crime or whatever that yeah. book was. Like that one, you know. Oh, it, I read that. It had a like when the action was happening. It had a bunch of fuzzy stuff and I'm like, oh, this is intense. And like I said, uh, Redlands. There's other books that I that I personally feel like have done it a little bit better than just adding splatter mm. on the page that's just my opinion but i don't but, think you know but well i think that just saying okay in the in in, in your words just right. adding splatter right that's if very you, reductive if Sorry. you read if you read uh, because they put in about the artist process in mm-hmm. the end that you know i got the sense that it was meticulous and intentional like like the artist took time to you know, plan this out or plot it out, how it was going to, you know, it wasn't just taking a brush and going, you know, here's, here's some, some paint splotches. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Uh, it's, it's all deliberate. Uh, and it's, well, like it's, it's intentional and it's for a purpose. And, uh, I guess it just didn't work for me. Do you think it didn't, uh, do you think it didn't work for you because it was a little bit overkill? Like for me, Thor Ragnarok, if I can, sum it up literally in one sentence i think it was 12 ounces of comedy done in a 10 ounce glass okay so it's like it did its job but i think it's just a little bit too much a little bit too much overkill i or feel do you not was, like the splatter at all that was no. guardians too for me right <laughs> <laughs> no i i was a topic for our podcast because like when we go through this uh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is splat there's splatter here that's fine it's when you get to panels like this where it's just like Okay. Well. So the well, I don't think contrast in, the high right, in potent the, in the colors. first panel. I don't think it's splatter. I think it's modeled. Right. So it says first splatter sets and letters from Clem Robbins added splatters manually painted watercolor on paper. So there's splatter, okay. and then there they add a. It looks it to, looks modeled to me. It doesn't look because there's no splatter over her or him. 
Yeah, there it is. It looks like it's red. Oh, yeah, I guess there is. I don't know. It could be a tumor. Like I said, it the, the book is fine. Uh, it's I don't think it's my type of horror, and I don't think it's my type of coloring, at least that I would gravitate to. Okay. Uh, I read the first two issues, and then when it got – because the first issue and the second issue are like – not splatter heavy and then when mm-hmm, it gets mm-hmm. to third and fourth it's just like whoa what happened here yeah yeah yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> well it does build to a conclusion right yeah and it gets it gets dark yeah and I think I just personally don't like that <coughs> cool man I loved this book <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I, I didn't read it this John week John <laughs> had a heavy week this week had a heavy week I wanted to read it um so the intent was there you're right I read it's one issue of it. <laughs> it's in the heart. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this one four stars. I think that there's a lot to love. I love I love Snyder's lore building, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, much like uh, American Vampire last week. I mean, I think he does a, a, a I, great I job. I will say, with I that. think American Vampire is. I granted haven't read much. I think it's a better story than this. Oh, American Vampire is his best work. Really? Batman or no? I think American Vampire is his best work. I, granted, I've I mean, only read the first fully volume. Fully original, you know. But I love, man, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was it was great storytelling, great world building. I never read it. I have a hard oh, copy signed. I have hard copy signed bro, from him. get I on that it. tonight. Well, it's signed. I don't want to open it up all the he's way got, and miss it the crease, man. He's got <laughs> He's got he's got some he, he developed some amazing characters. Yeah. He does. You want to talk about like, and you. One of the things you get with that too is, I mean, there's like nine volumes of that series, but in the first volume of that, you actually have resolution, but you, I mean, you still have, I mean, it's one of the best Snyder endings I've seen him do, but you still have all of these threads knowing, you know, who these guys are, what they're doing. And there's, there's, you know, there's a, there's a hook at the end that really makes you want to continue. Mm -hmm. And luckily it does continue. But as for that story, for the story of volume one, the, um, the origin of Skinner Sweet and and these other characters it's in there. It's tight and nice little bow feet. It's boy, it's nice. It's it's really nice. I think it's I think it's his best work. My favorite is Black Bear. But, but anyway, um, I you know four stars for this book. I love I love the lore. I love the art. Um, there are some you know the whole deer scene. I didn't. I was like, okay, that's really creepy. Oh, I don't it, know. Went crazy in the I don't in the house. yeah. I, and it spit up its own tongue, you know. Uh, I, I I don't. It's like I don't know what purpose this serves. And there were a few moments like that, you know, some we mentioned um, that were really distracting. That the storytelling sometimes distracted me a lot more than the art. Mm. But um, still, great, uh, great book. Yeah, eh, good book. Really good book. There you go. Really good. I like that, Johnny. Um. I think I would agree with Roger and I I love the lore. I love the the you know the backstory of the witches the uh I love all types of stuff like that. Um but you know I it's not my type of horror book and I can't get past the art sometimes uh even though I did you know to read it all. Uh it's a three and a half. It's a really good book. Cool. Um I'd probably have a uh, I I'm not the head of the Snyder fan club but I'm like probably a founding <laughs> member. You're the president. Uh, I'm not the president. No, I'm probably the treasurer. But um, <laughs> I just love how, like, again, like. Everybody collect your juice for Snyder. <laughs> right. Um, I really enjoy it. I, I like his dialogue, and it's not just 
superficial dialogue. I really don't ever feel like he's ever phoning in a superficial superficial ending like spirit bomb. Batman, give me your energy. <laughs> Wait, Batman can use a spirit bomb? Do you haven't finished metal? I haven't started metal. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> the metal ends with how he defeats him is creates a spirit bomb, quite literally. Like, ah, yeah. Kamehameha. Was Super Saiyan, was he? <laughs> I freaking love it. He went Ultra Instinct because he's all like white haired and stuff. But not, um, yeah. it was great. It was so cool, but it was just very superficial. And I don't think he has superficial. I think he really creates great um, emotion, especially in me, just because like, I don't know if I'm just as crazy as he is <laughs> in my brain, but I was like, ah, I can, I really relate to this guy. And when he wrote Death of a Family, he's like, oh yeah, I got the the idea for the story the night my son was born. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. But, so he's a, <laughs> Did he really, he really that? said that. Like, That's I got awesome. The, for Death of a Family, the, I got the, the, especially the part with the two-headed lion. He's like, I got that idea for that, especially that part, but the entire archives were like, huh, the night my son was born. And I was like, holy crap. But I just really... I don't think it's superficial. I, I think it's deeper than just like, hey, guys, let's go do this. So that's why I like it. It's not perfect. And Snyder does here more here more recently does not write perfect stories here recently. Um, and that's sad to me. But I would give it between a four and a four and a half. It wasn't perfect. But I think those moments because the like this book has moments that will always stick with me. And that's the most perfect betrayal of fatherhood. Yeah. And parenthood. 4.25? 4.25. All right, cool. It's a Johnny rating. <laughs> Johnny already is rating. No, I said that's a Johnny rating, 4.25. 4.278. Excuse me. Jeez. Yeah, well, you need to... Uh, I have uh, American Vampire Volume 1. You do? You need to get you, on Tonight. That. Tonight. Seriously. Yeah, oh, it do. is Albuquerque art, too. I freaking love Albuquerque. Yeah. All right, Roger. Hey. Trivia time. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Hey, my eyes get hey, what? Pupils dilate. What, what? Is happening here? All right, let's do it. All right. Last week for trivia, I wanted to know uh, which uh, which what was the the home city, right? Of the Power Rangers. Of the, the Morphin. Right. Power Rangers. Angel Grove. Angel Grove. So not a hard one. Did you guys watch the Everybody movie that came out here recently, The Saban yeah. Power Rangers? Yeah. It actually wasn't bad. It was not actually bad. That was entertaining <laughs> as all get out. I mean, it was bad, well, but it was still good. Yeah, no, right. Matt, you leave it alone. It was really good. I liked it. <laughs> all right. So, um a lot of responses to that. I appreciate it. The winners uh for the comics last week, which was a a, a really good batch. Doomsday Clock, Metal, uh, and Power Rangers mm -hmm. goes to Zoe to pause. Sweet. Congratulations, Ozo. Uh, the winner of the trade paperback, American Vampire Volume 1. Mm. Mm. Good stuff. Sean Levesque. Yeah. Well, I think, Sean. I think first time winner. Uh, I think so, yeah. I think, yeah. Hey, first nice. time winner, so, long time contestant. Um, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller. Yeah. If, uh, if I. <laughs> yeah, if I. If I. Um, if I don't have your email, I'll hit you up, or uh, your address, I'll hit you up for it. Um, and we'll get those out to you. Sweet. Now, for this week. Okay, you guys ready? Yes. Norman Osborne yes. trivia. Mm -hmm. I'll just check out now. Norm. Normie. Oh, because it's not DC? I, I just don't know Norman that well. Norman led it, the Dark Avengers as who? Iron, Iron Patriot. Patriot. Iron Come on, man. Boom. Like I could have won next week's trivia. <laughs> It's the only one that Man, I know. now I can't win it now. I, I did the sweet tooth one and I didn't even win that. <laughs> the, 
What's the name of Norman Osborne's company? Osborne. Osborne. Nice. What's the name of Norman Osborne's wife? Who Nancy. is Lily and James Potter. I don't know. Okay. What? what is it? <laughs> What's the name? Which wife? What was She's it? deceased. Nancy. God rest her soul. Lillian. No. Mildred. Mildred? Mm, no. <laughs> Gwen. Stop. Oh. Well. Now. Yeah. Kind you, of. That did happen. Well, at least they, oh, they weren't married, disgusting. but she was she was the mother of his twins. Gwen? Yep. Yes. Gwen Stacy bore Norman Osborne's twins. Yes. And I do back know that. In the day? No. That's recent. No, this you know who wrote it? Oh. Mark Millar. No. <laughs> Sounds like a Mark No, Mark. somebody who you Colin would not Bud. think would jump the shark that hard. J. Michael Straczynski. Shut up. Whoa. No. I actually believe it. No, no it was in a it was it was in a storyline of like sins of the past or sins remembered right. or some, something like some that. Dumb thing like that. But then he wanted to he wanted to retcon it and Marvel wouldn't let him. Oh, oh, you don't think? <laughs> like seriously, like, oh guys, oh, I just wanna let you guys know I think I made a mistake. But because like, who you think? Because of um because of the the goblin serum, the kids aged at like four times the normal rate. Where are the kids now? So they were like by the time they were seven or eight, they were actually like in their early twenties. They were in Europe. You should have visited. <laughs> they were them. touring, yeah. I, so, I haven't heard about the, that part. Yeah. That was I Jason think that was before um that was not too long before no, no, because I Before think that's what day. that's when Straczynski wanted to retcon yeah. it. Because Brand New Day was b- after the the Mephisto wife. Yeah, no, I'm thinking it because the Revelations? other the other really horrific uh, Spider-Man story arc was um, Evolve or Die. Do you remember that one? I, I, Where Spider like Expendables Spider-Man movies. went into a cocoon for like a week. Oh, that's and right. then when he came out, he, he has, had he these like a spider, right? He had these. Well, he still looked kind of human, but he had these spikes Whoa. that came out of his spider. wrists, like cane. Yeah, stingers. Like the stingers that were venom pieces. <laughs> they retconned that in a hurry. I think that lasted like three issues. Okay, sorry, I didn't like J. Mashuzuki. He's the one who also did the reveal of. Uh, Aunt May finding out he's Peter. I mean, he's Spider-Man because she walked in on him all bloody. Aunt May doesn't know anymore. How does she not know? Mephisto? Was it the yeah. Mephisto Doctor, thing? Doctor Strange, I think. <sighs> yeah, that one, that one was Doctor <laughs> Strange. Doctor anyway, sorry, we're going. Norman Osborn's wife, first wife, uh, Emily Lyman. Hmm. So, <laughs> um, the okay. mother of... Harry? Liz Allen. Yes. Oh, Harry. I don't know. <laughs> Harry. Oh. Harry Osborn. Who was their son? Harry. Okay. <laughs> Um, Harry has twin brothers. All right, first appearance of Green Goblin. Um, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 13. Th- I don't know. No. <gasps> 12? I was 29. Gonna... No. I was going to say early. 34. 14. 14. Oh. You were close. Dang. What's the first appearance of Norman Osborn? 12. Ooh. No. 14. Well, depends. No. Like, as the hooded oh! figure? Oh! Like no. Two. As Norman Osborn. As two. Norman Osborn. No, definitely no. not. It's It's in the 20s. 27. You know You're what? getting closer. Yeah, it's be, it's before uh, huh. 49 and 50. And 34. it's after 20. Johnny, you can't keep throwing out these like yeah. average numbers. Johnny's like, Just it's make between a 1 and 100. 27. 37. 37. Which is I like two years after the Green Goblin. Yeah. You know. See, oh, that's really? good storytelling right that's there. That's a slow reveal. That's slow awesome. Burn. 
All right. Okay, that's enough for you guys. All right. Uh, so here's oh, here's a. Can I answer this next one? So maybe I can get something next week. No. <laughs> Dang it. Here's a fastball right over the plate. I want you guys to knock it out of the park, okay? Jesus God Bible. In which issue did Gwen Stacy die after being thrown off of the George Washington Bridge? <laughs> the like most famous Spider-Man issue. Do you know Jonathan? Yeah. Which It's like the most famous uh, death in comics besides yeah. Superman. Yeah. Which issue number? If you know the answer to this question or care to Google it, you can send uh, in your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. I can't wait to have 100 responses. And uh, we're now dropping the episodes on Monday. Right. Um, you have until Friday afternoon. Right. Friday by 6, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, Pacific time to get your responses in. So a little less time for you guys to respond. You got five days, still, still plenty, of time. plenty of time. Send in your answer. Uh, in which issue uh, and, and issue number did uh, Gwen Stacy get thrown off of the George Washington Bridge? Contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Do it now. All righty, guys. Crazy if you like what you're hearing, please rate, review, subscribe, like, and share. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond on that, please leave us a review on the iTunes uh, review thingy bob bob I don't know what we call it over it's there. It's really important and it helps. It, is, uh, it does. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, actually, Apple is trying to phase out iTunes. Yeah. Um, it helps out with your SEO, too. But anyway, uh, leave us a review on there. It helps us out. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond even more you can go to patreon.com slash allstarcomicspodcast you can get on as little as a dollar three dollar level gets you exclusive content yes. such as what is going to be following this episode like always which is a new episode of Multiversity University and maybe possibly the episode early maybe possibly the episode early yep, yep. so uh, yeah, we'll see. I'll do that tomorrow morning okay there you go you can do it right now there you go guys uh, if you want to keep up with everything at the shop at Horizon Comics on Instagram and Twitter like Horizon Comics on Facebook Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find you? Where can people find you? Oh, people can find me at DM Saber. That's my Instagram name. Jenny Murray on Facebook. I also have my own podcast called Opinioneering, where we cover comic books, nice. movies, and nerd culture in general. Roger has been a special guest multiple times. We've done actually crossovers. Yeah, we've done a cross. Except Johnny. Oh, no, Johnny was on for the Doomsday Clock. You're. The what? crossover oh, for the Doomsday right. Clock. Yeah. John that, was there. that was all Stark. Not, not Justice League, though. Not yeah. the Justice League. That was our no. crossover. No, I'm still heartbroken about that. Dude, you know what? You know, you did I still want to do one with you, you guys for Infinity Wars. Afterwards. I want to do it for Infinity Wars. So if you're down for Infinity Wars. I didn't want to do this on air, but, you know, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, search us on Podbean, Buzzsprout, or uh, Apple iTunes at uh, Opinioneering. Um, and, yeah, so that's where you can find me. Johnny. Uh, you can fi find me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four, and I have too many podcasts. Uh, you can find them all at podcat.org. Too many podcasts. Uh, a young adult novel podcast. He's a growing up to be <laughs> an old podcast. You have an adult novel book? Young podcast? adult novel. Oh, I was like, uh, podcast Johnny, called We Love Ya. Uh, he does read Sunstone. It's I was about to say, it's about yeah. cats who read young adult novel books. <laughs> Johnny uh, reviews adult The Fresh Pot of Bel Air. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the Fresh Pot of Bel Air, which covers The Fresh Prince. And uh, I produce uh, It's a Classic, which is a classic movies like uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's and things like that. Um, and yeah, you can find all of those uh, at Apple Podcasts and at podcat.org. I am at St. Jonathan on the Twitters and the Instagrams. If you want everything audiovisual, God of War is in two weeks. I'm oh, so stoked. Oh, man, yeah. Oh, my God. Another good game. Where That's are you going to talk about that, Matt? At the Hydra 5-5. Five five. 
Thank you. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Um, we hope you're enjoying everything. Uh, have a good week. We'll see you next time. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I'm your host, Larry Douglas. Now, tonight I want to address a topic, a question, if you want to put it that way, that I talked about several episodes ago, and I actually said that I was going to start dealing with it on the following episode and then never did. Uh, I don't want anyone to think I forgot about that, and I especially don't want uh, Bryce Smith, uh, who posed this question, to think that I forgot about it. It's just that it didn't really seem to fit in with uh, some of the episodes that we were doing, uh, plus some of my most more recent ones uh, have run a little bit long, so we didn't really have time to do it. So what I want to do is go back to addressing the sort of what-if question, uh, what would have happened to the world of comic books had World War II never come along? Uh, now, Bryce sent me his speculation about that, and I want to go ahead and read that, and uh, then I'll give my own thoughts about what might have happened. This is, of course, all speculation, and uh, it's just kind of fun to think about uh, how things might have been different. Um, but I would encourage other people to also send in their thoughts about how the comics world might have been different if World War II had not come along. So here's what Bryce had to say. He said, so National Allied, Detective Comics Incorporated, and all American publications all consolidated into one company for reasons that I had assumed was to reduce operating costs and competition in the marketplace. However, unknowingly at the time, they just had created the first large universe in comics. I've always drawn the conclusion that the war had created a need for superheroes as symbols of hope and righteousness in a time of uncertainty and despair. Despite the existence of some superheroes and vigilantes pre-World War II, the boom was brought on by the war. While National Allied was turning Superman into the perfect emblem of American righteousness and Detective Comics creating the example of justice in Batman uh, by both of them being used in World War II Bond ads. All-American Comics was churning out a multitude of new superheroes and the Justice Society of America, our first real ensemble team. Without the war, it is my belief these all-American comics characters might not have been created. And without the decline of comic sales around the mid-40s, these companies might not have consolidated into one company. For the record, I attempted to confirm my suspicions, but some of this is information that is clanging around in my head. We all just accept that Batman and Superman belong in the Justice League. However, if it was timely comics and all-American comics that had merged, it would be Captain America and Human Torch as those core Justice League members. And today, our beloved Justice League would be unbalanced without the relentless optimism of soups and the readiness of the cynical bat. So, um... I think that was pretty interesting. I really enjoyed Bryce's suggestion that if Timely and All-American had merged rather than National Allied Detective and All-American uh, to create DC, that we'd have a Justice League with Captain America and the Human Torch in it and no Superman and Batman. Now, um, I thought about that enough that I'd really like to see someone take that idea and run with it, maybe make some kind of an Elseworld story with that. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun to see uh, what a Justice League with those two characters in it would be. 
like. I know there are some issues given the fact that they're not all part of the same corporation and all that, but Marvel and DC have uh, done some crossovers in the past. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't happen. So if anybody uh, from the company with the big mouse ears is listening, let's see if we could actually make that happen. Um, so I appreciate Bryce's input on that. I did want to also give a little bit of background on something he said. Um, we had said in an earlier episode that All-American, even though All-American and DC were essentially two different companies, um, they were almost like the same company. Uh, National Allied and Detective advertised All-American's characters in their comics, and All-American advertised National Allied's and Detective's characters in their comics. Um, characters that were in a team-up comic in with one of those companies would have their own solo title with the other company and vice versa. Um, All-American even put a DC logo on the front cover of their comics to show that these companies did have a close association. Uh, however, it wasn't always that way, although it was that way at the beginning and from 1939 when All-American Comics was founded until 1944, these companies were closely associated. They had a bit of a falling out in 1944, and between 1944 and 1946, um, All-American and the other companies that would come together to form DC, National Allied and Detective Comics, uh, actually were uh, were not getting along so well. And so they, the closeness they had had in the past uh, wasn't happening during those couple of years. Of course, they became even closer in 1946 when essentially they all became one big company and formed the DC that we know today. So that's, uh, that's Bryce's background for the fact that maybe Timely and All-American could have merged in 1946 um, after a kind of a two-year hiatus between national allied and all-american uh, rather than than what we came to know later um so uh so i appreciate what bryce had to say i think that's all interesting speculation i agree with a lot of what he had to say um i might look at it a little bit differently though um I think that he's right that a lot of the boom in superheroes would not have happened without World War II. I think without World War II, you would not get some of the characters that today we would consider minor characters, but which during the Golden Age sold well enough to have their own titles or to be leading characters in anthology titles. Um, I'm not sure that that would have happened without World War II going on. So some of those minor characters would probably not have been created. Uh, however, most of the characters that we think of as the major characters of the Golden Age, Superman, Batman, Captain Marvel, uh, The Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Submariner, the Human Torch, even Captain America and Wonder Woman were actually created before at least America's involvement in World War II. Now, what happened with a lot of those characters is that the war and America's involvement in that sort of changed the focus of those characters. Now, Wonder Woman was always closely associated with World War II because uh, the fact that she came along shortly before America's involvement. And in fact, from her very first story, uh, she was actually dealing with German spies in the United States. Um, so Wonder Woman might have been quite different uh, had... Um, 
uh, had World War II not come along. Uh, Superman and Batman's characters also did change a little bit in order to uh, make them more suitable for the war effort. But given the fact that they were already so popular before World War II came along, I think they still would have been okay, even, uh, even without that boost from the war. So in my opinion, what would have happened is some of the big-name characters that we think of today... Uh, like I said, Superman, Batman, Captain Marvel, some of those, even Captain America, uh, because of the fact that he actually came along about a year before America's involvement in World War II. I think those characters uh, still would have been created and still would have been pretty popular. Maybe not quite as popular as they became during the war, but I still think they would have done all right. But some of those more minor characters uh, that maybe... Uh, didn't even survive past the golden age probably would not have been created in the first place so i think what we would have had today is perhaps a comics world in which the superhero was not quite as dominant as the superhero has been well basically since 1938 pretty much and uh, and so as a result we might have um, we might have a lot more comics uh, from different genres uh, rather than the superhero being as dominant as uh, as they are. But I still think we would have had those superheroes. I think still think we would have them today. Um, and uh, and so the comics world would look somewhat the same as it does now. It would just be, uh, as I said, perhaps not quite as superhero dominant as it is. So anyway, if you have any thoughts on that, anything different than what uh, Bryce and I had to say on that, I'd appreciate you emailing me at Larry at allstarcomicspodcast.com. And I'd love to be able to read some of your speculations on the air on future episodes. Thanks for joining us, and I'll look forward to talking to you next time when we talk about the year 1942.